Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This is Jeremy McFarland for the Football is Family podcast. Growing up, one of the highlights of my week was when one of the big three networks, CBS, NBC, or ABC, aired an NFL film's video. I always loved the team highlights, the Super Bowl films, and especially the football follies. It was amazing to see how well these videos were put together, the amount of research that was put into each and every one of them. When you watch the NFL films, you knew you were getting the very best every time. On this episode of the Football's Family Podcast, we talked to Chris Willis, head of the research library at the NFL Films and author of multiple books over the NFL. We talk about his work at the NFL Films, his books, and a little bit about what makes football family to him. If you would like to join us on a weekly basis, new episodes drop every Thursday please press the subscribe button on your podcast player of choice. And while you're at it, please rate and review this podcast. We have a lot of great podcasts on the Sports History Network, your home of the yesteryear of sports, and that number is growing almost daily. You can follow me at Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarler or on the Footballist Family Facebook page. And we're back to football as family. And I got a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Chris Willis. Uh, and for the uh, past 25 years, I've been the head of the research library um, at NFL Films, um, <clears throat> working with producers, uh, you know, uh, finding the research for our specific projects, you know, whether it's, you know, TV, uh, Internet, you know, um, so that's what I've been doing uh, for the past 25 years. So it doesn't seem like that, but um, but glad to be here and talk to you. Well, <clears throat> I have a, a special bond to the NFL films. Uh, one summer, I had an internship in Paducah, Kentucky, and they put they put me in a little hotel room or a little little apartment for about three months with no TV. Uh, and, you know, you have some downtime. So I went to Walmart and bought two or three tapes, VHS tapes of the NFL films. And I think I watched them probably a hundred times a piece, <laughs> uh, you know, just the slow motion and what they call the tight on the spiral pictures in the video. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of my favorite, ep- uh, for my favorite scenes with Jonathan winters when he would come on. That that to me made the scene that made the video so great. Yeah, you're probably talking about one of our Follies films because you know, well, you know, John, well, he John, was on that. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Winters was a a, a comedian. You know, was known for his uh, comedic <laughs> timing and stuff. So uh, so he fit in with with a lot of our uh, Follies shows uh, from that from that era. But so you deal <laughs> you deal with a lot of the research, and you're you're actually if I if I read this correctly, you're the head of the research library since 1996. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that do? What do you do? Yeah, so for the most part, my sort of daily chores <laughs> is um, making sure our producers get the research they need uh, for all our shows and documentaries. So whether it's um, 
we have actually, you know, film and tape, uh, which now is mainly uh, digitized. So, uh, so they'll be able to access it, you know, from their desktops. Uh, or we have a print material too. So we have books, magazines, programs going back, you know, to when the NFL was founded in 1920. So, so whatever research needs um, that the producers need, they can come to, to the research library and find them. So, uh, and then I also do a, a variety of other things, you know, during, you know, during the, during the season or off season, you know, whether it's, you know, fact checking scripts, uh, you know, you know, sitting on narration sessions, um, you know, editing shows, you know, I've worked on hard knocks the last you know five or six years, um, uh, our show that's on HBO that that's very popular. So, um, but for the most part, like I said, any sort of research needs, you know, for our producers and throughout our building, you know, I sort of guide, guide them to, and, and they'll be able to locate. Well, I see that you won an Emmy for, uh, for hard knocks in 16. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I started on that show, like I said, about, about, about six, six years now, I think it is. And, um, it's a, tremendous show to work on it is very hard to work on uh if you know the show you know it, it, it's it's five weeks it's every week you know we shoot literally you know hundreds of hours of footage every day you know and, you know so you know and we edit it down to you know just a one 60 minute show each week so uh i enjoy working on it but it is a grind for for five or six weeks you know uh you know as we get close to the seasons you know kicking off but uh but it is a fun show to work on just because it, like I said, it gives you a sort of fly on the wall sort of uh, look at the NFL and training it camp, what, what it makes to make the team and stuff. So it's been, um, been a pleasure, sort of an honor to work on that show. So when you went to NFL Films in 94, you interned, um, when you walked into the room, did it overwhelm you with how much information they had at that point about all the NFL teams and the film and everything else that you had to do? Well, uh, absolutely. You know, like I said, I, I was in grad school at the time, um, you know, at a high state. So I, I did my internship, you know, in the archives department because I, I thought research was my strength. So, um, so, but just like you mentioned the VHS tapes that you looked at, uh, that you were watching, well, that's what I grew up on, you know? So, you know, you try to find as much as you could. It's not like today where all that stuff's online. It's on YouTube. We get, there's so much NFL stuff. There's so much NFL films shows that you can access, you know, but in the eighties and early nineties, you know, it wasn't quite as prevalent, you know? So, so I grew up watching those VHS tapes and, and the shows, you know, you know, you know, whether it's, you know, greatest quarterbacks or, you know, um, you know, crunch course, or, or, or like I said, Jonathan Winters, you know, the folly show. So, uh, so seeing that from inside, like I said, yeah, you got access to all this footage and, you know, so you just sort of absorb it, you know, like I said, when I was interning, I was from out of state, so I didn't have nothing else to do, you know, so I was there all the time, <laughs> all day, you know, like I said, I get my, my, my work done as an intern. And then I, you know, I would, I would stay, you know, for a couple hours, just watching other stuff. So it was a joy to, but it was, yeah, like you mentioned, it was a little, there's a lot to go through. There's a lot to, to see and stuff. And, um, into because you know, like I said, there's a, you know, they started in 1962 shooting film. So you're talking now we're 50 years of history and then they got library going back to the twenties and thirties. So it's like I said, it is a chore. And like I said, it can be overwhelming to, to figure out, you know, where things are at, where are the, the nuggets and the needles and haystacks and stuff like that. So now did, did you go uh, and dig through every individual thing that they had to get the facts from it? Or did you just take, I'm going to go and deal with the jets this week or the, Patriots this week or even back in the day the uh Potsdam team 
Well, it, it just <clears throat> depends like, uh, over the years, as, as I got into the, into the job, it just depends what the project is. Cause you know, that's one thing that's great. I think about sports and about football in general it's like every year is different you know so every year you're going to tackle something new you know uh a perfect examples like in 2019 the nfl went through its 100th season so we did a real deep dive in our archives to find stuff that hadn't been seen before you know like i said we produced so much stuff and that was going to be a historic year but you were wanted to find things that people hadn't seen or stories that hadn't been seen so we did a lot of programming towards that so It'll, and like I said, that changes every year, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, hard knocks or football life, you know, um, or top 10, you know, or, you know, 30 for 30. We just did one on Al Davis, you know, in the NFL and Pete Rozelle. So you go and you try to find things that hasn't been seen or, you know, or new stuff or new footage and stuff. So that's the challenge. But that's also some of the exciting part of especially from the research standpoint is to find things that hadn't been seen before or you know, or story that haven't been told before. So so it is. It's different every every year. It's different for each project. Do you uh, do you have a lot to do with Canton? Do you go to Canton a lot, or do you have? Uh... Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, me and Canton, you know, we sort of have a a, a really old relationship. Like I said, I'm originally from Ohio, so I, I grew up in Columbus, which was two hours from Canton. So I grew up going to the Hall of Fame and those induction ceremonies every year. So when I started at NFL Films, I continued that. Yeah, you know, they allowed me to work it. We did. Um, obviously we did some interviews there because each year, you know, all the old whole famers come back. So we would do some interviews. Uh, uh, so I did that for about 15 years and then I kind of slowed down in that, you know, we weren't doing quite as much there. Um, you know, the NFL network would broadcast the the ceremony. So we didn't really have to, NFL films didn't have to shoot it all the time because they would have multiple cameras there for mm -hmm. the ceremony. So, so for, for the last like 10 plus years, you know, I, I haven't, I've gone to the whole thing, but for different projects, but not for the induction ceremony. So, uh, but that is, we do have a relationship, you know, uh, I know the guys that work in, in the archives there, the, the Ralph Wilson library um, and, and people that are on staff there, you know, because we, we do some give and take of, of different projects if they want something, if they need some film for something or we need something from the, from them. So, uh, so it's been a really good relationship, but if you're a football fan, that's a spot to go to. It's one of my favorite places ever <laughs> to visit. Uh, the people are great there. You know, the staff is great there. You know, they, they treat, they treat you right and stuff. So, uh it's a tremendous place to, to experience so you get to uh you have to have the white gloves though don't you if you're in the archives and you want to request some of the, the good stuff and some of the older stuff yeah sometimes you have to to, to wear the white gloves to, to check it out <laughs> well i was just looking back at um at some of the things that uh, though the nfl films do and some of the things that you have done and one of the things that i personally enjoy and i will watch them I've probably watched every episode four or five times is the full color football, mm -hmm. the 50th anniversary of the AFL. And uh, I love it. I, I just mainly because you don't really hear a lot about the AFL and this episode, these uh, was it five or six episodes uh, really make this uh, the AFL come alive. Absolutely. That, that was, that was a fun one. You know, uh, I believe that was 2008, 2009 when they, when we did the research and it aired, uh, so it's been about 10 years. So, but that you were correct. You know, at the time when, when the 50th anniversary was coming up, we, we wanted to do a deeper dive, dive into it. You know, we could have easily done an hour show or two hour show and, but we wanted to do more, you know, each of those shows are an hour long. So you're talking about, you know, four, you know, almost five hours worth, you know, of content. So, uh, so that was fun. Like I said, cause you know, like I said, people didn't know that quite as much. 
Uh, they you know the stories or some of the backgrounds or some of the players and coaches. I mean, that was a 10-year history that's very important to the NFL. And if you're an AFL fan um, or just a you know, pro football fan in general, those, those shows were pretty fun to, to dig into and, and, and to learn about that, that time period. So, so that's great to hear that you enjoyed those because – uh, like I mentioned before, that's what we tried to do each year. You know, there's certain projects and things we want to do to present the history, to promote it, and to and to show, hey, look, these are the stories why people love the game and and could get into it and 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 stuff like that. So, so those AFL shows, the full color football, was was a lot of fun to do. We, um, I actually live here in in Tennessee, and in in a town close to where I live, they had a Kmart that was selling AFL stuff. I'm like, AFL. New York Titans. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you probably got this a little bit confused. It's not the Titans that you're thinking of. It's the Jets. <laughs> but, you know, I, when, but I had to have it. It had to be done. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually have up on my wall here some uh, AFL things because it had to be done. It had to be done. You know, the um, Oilers and, and things like that. But uh, I, I have here uh, some more things. Uh, you personally. You know, we, we could talk a little bit more about the NFL films, but you personally are uh, you're part of a Hall of Fame or something. You're you're a Hall of Fame of a university. Who, what what is that? Yeah, my uh, my college that I went to in Ohio um, was uh, Urbana University. It's a small Division two school uh, in south, sort of southwest Ohio, you know, near Dayton. And um, so I I played uh, four years of football there. Um, and uh, was an okay receiver, <laughs> was not great. Uh, but then my accomplishments, um, you know, with the NFL Films and, and with the National Football League, you know, also contributed to that. So, um, so in 2019, um, they inducted me into the Sports Hall of Fame there at, at Urbana University. So, uh, which was a very unexpected and, and high honor for me, you know, because uh, I always appreciated my my four years there, you know, you know, playing and going to school and and uh, just you know, sort of. Uh, getting getting on track of, of sort of my adult life and my future and stuff so uh so yeah so so shout out to urban university you you're an naia grad like i am uh, <laughs> uh except my my college didn't have football so we never would have seen each other um <laughs> but i i, I wouldn't diminish your your work that's that's impressive to be part of this you are an author of six books now I was looking at some of the books and, and I'm going to have to add them to my, to my collection. I have it working in the back here. Uh, but the one that I was interested in the most was uh red Grange. Mm -hmm. Now, can you, what, what's your interest with, with red Grange? Yeah, that was uh, probably, you know, out of all the projects, that's probably you know, one of my, probably one of my favorites and most passionate because um, about 20 years ago, uh, as I was starting at NFL films, I was always a big, history buff you know uh, my dad was a used book dealer so I, I grew up in the sports section reading all kinds of early football books and stuff so so that's where i get sort of my reading and writing passion from and and so reading about the early pro football i mean obviously red grange sort of being the first sort of superstar that kind of you know helped launch you know the the sort of, you know, media and publicity uh, of the league, you know, you know, being the first real, they had Jim Thorpe, but Thorpe was sort of past his prime once the league started. So Thorpe, so Grange was like at the height, you know, of his um, sort of athletic abilities up there with Babe Ruth and Jack Dempsey and Bobby Jones as, as, you know, the greatest 
you know, some of the greatest athletes, you know, uh, at that time. And so Grange was sort of like a real passion for me, you know, sort of reading everything, you know, so like 20 years ago, like I started just collecting, you know, everything about Red Grange, you know, so uh, not thinking that I would write a book later. So, um, so as I got into more of the writing part and the research part uh, of, of, of pro football and NFL history, you know, uh, and then I had my first couple of books come out, you know, some of the projects I wanted to do, I always thought I would do something on Red Grange. And like I mentioned a little bit earlier with the NFL's 100th season, I was like, well, that's a perfect opportunity to tell his story, um, you know, to tell it in depth, you know, if you see the book, it's, it's, it's like over 400 pages. So it's pretty in depth sort of look at his career and what he meant and, and sort of his legacy. So, um, so I, you know, so collecting like any type of newspaper articles, magazines, you know, programs, photos, like I said, all those things that I gathered, you know, over like a 20 year period, you know, sort of paid off in the research of that. So that's where doing something on Grange was, uh, sort of the you know the idea of it and then the hook of the nfl 100 he's sort of the first superstar you know um my publisher liked the idea so that so that's sort of how everything came about to to actually tell a story that became you know sort of uh in book form did you get to meet any of his family uh well i, I did uh unfortunately he, he actually was married for uh, almost 50 years <laughs> uh with his wife margaret but they had no children okay. and his brother garland also did not have any children so i had to go he had two sisters one sister um passed away when, when she was like 20 years old but then the, the the second sister um mildred she had a few kids so i was able to talk to that part of the family you know they were spread out there were some in new york some in florida some in illinois so uh so i was able to talk you know correspond with them or, or meet them in person and stuff so um so that was about as close as i I was going to get to him since, since he didn't have any children. So, uh, um, and they gave a real good insight because, you know, Grains lived to be, I, I believe he was 87 years old when he passed away. So, um, so there were people that, you know, when, when he retired and lived down in Florida, you know, there were people that were able to spend time with him and he would be able to talk and tell him stories and, and sort of, you know, give that insight, which was really nice for the book because, you know, for most of his contemporaries, like people who played with him or against him, they all had passed away by then. So you had to try to find something, you know, um, to tell a little bit more of that sort of side of the story and in depth. So that was good. So yes, a, a few family members, um, in that direction. Boy, I, what I've read about his first year, his body took a major beating. <laughs> uh, people were jealous of his money, which I guess for a hundred thousand dollars, uh, that he signed for his first contract is a lot of money then and now period. So, but I'm, I'm very impressed with, uh, with the amount of, and it also, I read that you are an award winner, the Ralph Hayes award winner for lifetime achievement in pro football research. Now, what do you do? Uh, you're part of the football pro research, the, uh, what the, the football researchers association. Yeah, there's a, there's an organization, um, of about four, about 400, 500 people. Uh, it's called the Pro Football Research Association, the PFRA. You have a website if you if you Google it, <laughs> and and it's it's a lot of just sort of diehards, you know, the, you know, uh, that like to talk about it. You know, there's a forum on there, and then there's um, you know, there's articles on there that you can read from the last you know 40 years. Uh, they started uh, in 1978. You know, uh, Bob Carroll, who's a well-known NFL historian, uh, who started the organization at the hall of fame with Joe Horgan, uh, who was executive director at the hall of fame for, I mean, a 
was a vice president there at the Hall of Fame for 40 years. So they started it, you know, back in the late seventies and it's a really good organization, just like, you know, football history, you know? So, um, so they honored me with that a, a couple of years ago. Uh, I've been a member since I was in grad school, like in 94, <laughs> 93, 94. Um, so, um, and have contributed some articles there. So, so it's a really nice organization to be a part of. Now you're, you're from uh, Columbus, Ohio. You went to the university of Ohio, uh, the Ohio state university, I should say, right. Uh, for grad school for one year. Yes. For grad school. Now, are you more of a college fan or a pro fan? Well, uh, most people will say I'm uh, stuck in the middle. <laughs> I'll watch any football game anytime. So um, obviously when I was growing up in Columbus, you know, uh, I was 10 minutes away from high state's campus. So going to high state games is like nothing. It's like the top thing to do. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm a big college football fan, you know? Um, so I plan my Saturdays around high state football and, and watching college football. Um, and then I love the NFL. So, you know, it's tough for me to choose, you know, <laughs> you know, one or the other, like being on the East coast, it's very odd because, uh, the East coast is not, you know, doesn't have a huge college football following, you know, it's, it's all pro sports here on the East coast and some college basketball, you know? So, uh, I mean, you got Rutgers and you got Boston college and that's about it, you know? So you're close to the giants and the jets, aren't you? Yeah. So it's huge on the pro sports and and the NFL side. But so when I play my Saturdays, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch the high state. I'm going to watch the sec football. I'm going to watch some big 10 games. So, uh, so I miss that, you know, not living in the Midwest, you know, um, a little bit, but, uh, but it's tough, like I said, yeah, but I'll, I'll watch both sports. I, I really love watching college football and I really love, you know, obviously I love, you know, the NFL and stuff. So, are you, are um, you, were you excited when Rutgers became a member of the big 10? Well, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I get the point why, you know, Rutgers of Maryland, you know, the big 10 wanted a little more East coast appeal, you know, um, uh, obviously, you know, they've struggled for the most part, you know, you know, so, uh, I mean, Graciano, you know, for a couple of years, you know, there, but, um, but it's tough because they don't have the same thing with Maryland. They don't have the rivalries. They don't have the, the history and the passion as some of the big 10 schools, you know, so, yeah. you know, I watch them, you know, you know, I I've been to, 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 to Maryland, you know, to watch a high state play Maryland at Maryland. I haven't been to a Rutgers game quite yet up at, you know, Rutgers, uh, but it's totally different. You're not going to get 90,000, I've been to Penn state, Ohio state. I've been to, you know, obviously high state games. It's a totally different atmosphere. Like, you know, the Maryland game, there was barely like 40,000, you know, it's a nice stadium, you know, under armors, put some money in it. So, but it's, it's totally different. It's a totally different atmosphere. So it's going to take a while, I think for Rutgers and Maryland to sort of build that somewhat like a brand and also the competitiveness to where it feels like you're watching big 10 and they're going to be quite, they're going to be, really competitive each year and stuff. So, um, so that's the only thing that's kind of missed because all the other school schools, like even Nebraska, but all the other schools, you know, it's big 10 football, you know, it's exciting, you know, the fans are into it and stuff like that. So, uh, so it just might take Rutgers, you know, a little, a little bit longer to, to get well, to that level. What I'm envious about you is that you got to see Eddie George play in college. <clears throat> you got to see him play in college and uh, down here in Tennessee, we didn't get to see him until, he, they basically said Houston's coming to Tennessee and I got to see some of the film, but uh, you've, you've seen uh, in your time watching Ohio state, you've seen some impressive players. Who's your favorite player that you've seen? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, yeah. I, I think the two, 
well, there's three that come to mind right off the bat, you know, um, two on the offensive side of the football is like you said, Eddie George and then Keith Byers before that, you know, you know, Byers to me was maybe just cause I was just getting into the game and he was tremendous. I, if it wasn't for one Doug Flutie, Hail Mary against Miami, I think he wins the Heisman that year. He was so great that year. Um, you know, he ran for like 17, 18, 1800 yards and, you know, he was like the best, best running back in college football. Um, and then Eddie George was just, just tremendous thrill to watch, you know, I mean that year and they were so good that year. Um, they, you know, they almost went undefeated, you know, uh, you know, uh, but Eddie George was tremendous. And then on the defensive side, Chris Spielman was by far the best defensive player, you know, as great as like Joey Bosa and Chase Young and some of these recent guys, Chris Billman was like pretty much on in on every tackle, you know, at a high state, you know, you know, from the linebacker position. So he, he was really fun to watch. Um, you know, he was a masculine boy, he was an Ohio boy and just um, was tremendous, tremendous college linebacker. And like I said, really good NFL player, but uh, at a high state, he was just like, he seemed to be in on every, every game he'd have like 20 tackles and just like, they just can't block him. You know, well, you heard the story how he picked Ohio state. He uh, his he asked his dad, "Should I go to Michigan or Ohio State?" And he said, uh, um, "You're going to Ohio State, or you're not my son anymore." Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he said, "Well, there you go. That's how I picked it." <laughs> uh, you, you know, just looking back, and you've been there 25 years. The NFL films. You've written six books. You've won several awards. You've talked to people. If you were to take one thing and just say, "This is the highlight of my career so far." And I'm not talking about your life. Your life is different. Your career is right now. Just, uh, you know, your internship, things that led up to where you are right now. What is that one highlight? Well, I think, I mean, uh, I mean, first would be the books. Like the books are all different projects. And like I said, that's going to be my sort of legacy. You know, those books will live on forever, you know, hopefully in book form. And then on, on, you know, they'll be online or whatever, you know, you know, the future generation. So, um, so I love those projects, you know, you know, because they're each different one. But for me, I think for me in my career, the, the, the one thing right now that I remember or will remember the best is uh, when the NFL was uh, turned 100 years old, I was invited to be on the Blue Ribbon panel to vote for the uh, NFL's NFL 100 all-time team. Um, I think there was like 25 of us on that Blue Ribbon panel that include John Madden and Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Poley and Ron Wolf, you know, like, uh, so to be invited and to be a part of that, you know, process and to vote on that all time team, you know, I, I, that's about as good as it gets for a historian like myself, you know, to, to sort of hear them talk about players, to be a part of that for, for, for them to respect my, you know, sort of opinion and stuff like that. So that was probably the height of, uh, at least my career up to this point was being a part of that blue ribbon panel. I tell you what, that uh, if anybody remembers anything about the 100th year, uh, it's that commercial where they're fighting over the cake. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> commercial. No, I the listening to the 100th year, and I have Joe Horgan's book here, and I can't remember where I put it, but uh, his book about the NFL, NFL 100. I believe he wrote that one, or he wrote something to that effect. Uh, just hearing the stories about the NFL 100 it makes me realize that even though you may know a lot, you don't know enough. There's so much more to learn. 
there's so much more to learn. And I appreciate your uh, your effort and your time to put into uh, making NFL come alive. Now, uh, before I let you go, Mr. Chris, um, do me a couple of favors, will you? How can people get a hold of you if they want to follow you on Twitter? Uh, it's uh, CD Willis eighty three. So C D W I L I S eighty. The number eighty three is the if handle. They, and if they want to buy your books, where can they get them? They can go to. You can get them on Amazon. Uh, or if you want to go to the publisher's website, publishers Rowan and Littlefield. So it's a Rowan R O W M A N dot com. So, um, but they're on Amazon and they're at Rowan dot com. You know, so if you want to go through the publisher's website, so so I appreciate that. No, hey, we'll we'll get this out and we'll put a link on to uh, to my Facebook page and everything else so we can get uh, get your books out. I appreciate your time. No, it's just great. Like I said, I've always liked talking about different subjects. Like I said, these are certain things that they don't get to talk about quite as much. You know, uh, some of these podcasts are great. So, so thanks for having me, Jeremy. I appreciate it. It's been, been awesome. And this is, uh, this is why football is uh, family to, to Chris Willis. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.